0: I'm only going to be doing a handful of reviews here. Um, Then we will be right on our way. Uh, Let's try that again because that was horrendous. It's the movie toasty show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. Talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Movie toast. Hey, folks, welcome to episode 94 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. This is Movie Toaster Dennis. I am flying solo tonight. Uh, just had to cover for the episode this week. Uh, Adam couldn't join us, but don't you folks worry he'll be back. We are just going to do a short and sweet one this week, but uh, don't you worry. We still got some toast for you. Uh, I'm only going to be delivering about three reviews, but I am going to get to Bad Batch. I'm going to hold back on Loki, though. I would like to discuss that with Adam. For, for you folks who haven't had a chance to catch up to that final episode, you, you got a little more time before we spoil everything on the show, so I cannot wait to, to cover that next week. Um, But until then, here we are Just a sweet, short, little episode here Um, So we'll just jump right in The first review I have for you tonight is RoboCop We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer, onboard computer assisted memory and a lifetime of on the street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you RoboCop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. Old Detroit has a cancer. <laughs> Cancer is crime. Let the woman go, you are under arrest. You you better back up, pal! Your move, creep. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. What is this shit? Anything you say may be used against you. He's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. This is the 1987 film I'm discussing here of Peter Weller classic fame. Um, so, obviously, it, we've seen a lot of references to the movie. Pretty, pretty much everyone knows who Robocop is. But I, I hadn't actually gone through the whole movie myself, like from start to finish, and actually had seen the whole thing, personally, <laughs> I hate to admit. But uh, that's, that you'll see a trend of that. My next review as well, but uh, it was that was awesome. I'm so glad I took the time to actually go on uh, go on that trip and take that ride. There's a reason why this this is a name that is known for as long as it is. There's a reason why this is a film that gets compared to all the time. Uh, it's telling the story of a semi post apocalyptic, uh, I guess it's supposed to be modern day, but semi futuristic uh, Detroit where. The privatization of police has led to the creation of this robot army. Are they trying to get these cyborgs to start defending the streets of uh, Detroit? Well, another one of the uh, competitive branches of this uh, company decides that their cyborg plane is going to be much better. They. Uh, are able to get one of like the best street cops on the beat into this horrible situation. I mean, he just gets massacred, but somehow he survives somehow he holds it together and he's able to, to live, but uh, not before the corporation wiping his mind clean. And of course he's in total service and command of the, it's yes, I know that's very, it's cheesy stuff but it's such a classic setup for this type of character. Now he's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Like it's, it's badass. It's, I totally get it. I get why this film has stuck around for what it is. You kind of have to be ready for this type of action movie though. If you, if you're not a fan of predator or if you're not a fan of a lot of those late eighties, high octane action movies that just go well over the top, you're probably not going to like this one. Uh, You already know how you feel about this if you're listening to the show. But for those of you who haven't seen 1987's RoboCop, I highly recommend it. You can go check it out on Hulu if you happen to have it, as well as watch it for free over on Pluto TV. Um, I am personally going to give it three slices of toast. It is still a damn good action movie. I had a great time watching it. I was laughing out loud at some of the ridiculous... Action moments. Some of the, some of the kid, the bad guy kills were just insane, hilarious. I I had a great time watching it. Next up for my reviews tonight, I'm doing 1997's The Game. Well, what do you get for the man who has everything, everything, everything? Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, Maggie. I don't like her. So it brings you to town, Conrad. Everything all right? October 12th, Mickey's birthday. This is for you. Consumer Recreation Services. Call that number. Why? They make your life fun. What are you selling? It's a game. A Game. Specifically tailored for each participant. John, chapter 9, verse 25. Whereas once I was blind. Now I can see, now I can see, one day your game begins. You either love it or hate it. Are you going to spend the rest of the evening prying at that clown's mouth? Mr. Van Orton, is everything all right? Ah, oh, Mr. Van Orton. Have we met? I believe so. This was uh, a, a, pr- a pretty great film uh, directed by David Fincher, starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. Um, this, it's, this is an interesting, interesting story. This guy who deals in financing—he's got like anything he could ever want. He's—he's he's very of a lot of means. He's got this brother who kind of gets into some shit. He—he he knows he's—he—he uh, he, he knows he's kind of a uh, some trouble. Let's put it that way. This, of course, played by Sean Penn. Um, it's Michael Douglas's birthday. And uh, he's he's gifted something that his brother claimed would just changed his life when he went through this experience, that it is called The Game. There's a company runs you through this gamut of testing in order to try to tailor a unique experience that would be some type of exciting, life-changing something. They're actually really vague as to what it is. His own brother won't tell him what's going on. He thinks it's all kind of just... Bullshit. Like I and you, kind of you kind of see that too. Going into it, at least I love how that is how the film approaches it. You're just kind of right along with them. There is no evidence of anything laid out in front of you until it's way too late. Uh, this is a great slow burn. It takes you on a good ride, although it does slow down some. I will say that that did get a little tough uh, once you get to the end of the second act, you're kind of like, you already can kind of see where the end is coming or at least where we're going to land. And we still take our time getting there. So it's it's a damn good slow burn film. Uh, if you're into the types of thrillers that do that sort of pacing, um, to be honest, it kind of left a taste in my mouth that reminded me of The Ninth Gate. And I know that's not everyone's favorite movie, but it, it had those kinds of beats where you would have these intense moments followed by these like pregnant pauses of building up that anticipation for the next twist. And it it does a good job of making you question what's real and what's just a part of the game because you have these very real things happening to them. Uh, A great ride though. Um, Not, not something I feel like we see often enough these days in films. So if this is a David Fincher film you have not seen, you definitely should go check it out. Uh, I watched it over on Netflix um, this is 1997's *The Game*, and I'm going to give it three slices of toast. Uh, solid, solid film. Um, I feel like it's one that doesn't really get mentioned all that often. But now that it's kind of now that it's been posted on Netflix, much easier access. Go check it out. All right, Toasties. My last film review is going to be something brand spanking new, and this one also can be found on Netflix. I'm talking about *Gunpowder Milkshake*. Need to exchange some books. Come. Well, girl, you'll need a Jane Austen, a Virginia Woolf, and an Agatha Christie for reading. Your talents are needed. Somebody stole from us. We need that money back. Ah! Ah! A change of plan. They kidnapped an eight-year-old girl. I can't leave her to die. Are you now the drill? Give the kill order. Okay, aside from all the already badass name, which I I love right off the bat, uh, this is totally just this over-the-top, stylized action film that I generally have a good time watching this type of thing, I feel. Uh, Netflix has had a decent uh, pace of releasing these movies. Uh, Army of the Dead was a great time. Now, I'm not going to say these are totally in, in line for the same thing, but... If you watched that movie and had a good time, then you're probably going to enjoy this one too. Uh, Now there's a lot of people that are talking shit about it online. And it's, I got to say, it's, it's a heavy disservice to, I feel this, the style that this film is is going for. Yes. You can compare some of the story elements to John wick, but let's be honest, those same elements are not entirely unique to just John wick either. So yeah, whatever you could break down the gunplay is probably better in that too, but that's, it's not, this isn't just like a gun movie. It's a reve- It's a rescue movie. It's a little bit of a revenge story. There's uh, a lot of layers of things happening here that all flow very well together. I think we had really interesting characters. The cast alone was uh, great. Uh, Karen Gillian is the main character who plays the, the daughter of an assassin played by Lena Hetty, who has taken up the mantle of... The family business, I suppose. She jumped right into the field that her mother wanted her nothing to do with, and she ends up joining up with this—the basically the old crew that her mother had worked with, uh, played by Carla Gugino, Michelle Yao, and Angela Bassett. They are all very unique characters from each other. They all have their own flavor, and they're all really damn cool. I I liked this kind of weird world we lived in that was kind of undefined as to where we were in the country. Vaguely United States, but there's a lot of tells that like there's a lot of European things that exist in the world. Uh, The casting was, like I said, the casting was interesting. Even the background is all just like interesting, like people. (laughs) They they did a great job with that. The sets are all fantastic looking. Just the crazy stylized things were all awesome. And I know I keep using that word, but that's really what this film is about. It's just. A lot of over the top tone, um, but done in a very good manner. I mean, there was several times during fight scenes where I, I was taken aback by uh, some of the creative ways people were hurting each other, and it was wildly entertaining. They like and genuinely funny stuff too. Paul Giamatti got to see him play another kind of badass shoot him up esque type character, but he doesn't necessarily have to be holding the gun the whole time. Um, I. I had a really good time with this film. I'm really disappointed in the, some of the other reviews that are floating around uh, online currently. I would say if, if you liked things like polar, uh, there's a lot of comparison to John wick, but let's be honest. If you like that, you'd probably like this too. It's, it's a really good time. And I would not say they are the same thing. I wouldn't say they're just not that similar. I don't know. Maybe because I'm not the biggest John wick fan. It's it, it's an alright film, but you know what? This is a damn fun film. I will say that. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to also give this flick three slices of toast. That is three movies, three slices all around. Uh, good stuff this week, to be honest. I, I kind of just lucked out, I guess. We did. We we picked some good things. Um, like I said, going to be skipping Loki, the Loki discussion, but I will continue on with the Bad Batch. <laughs> Times have changed. Things were clearer when we were just soldiers. Why aren't you fighting for the Empire? We're different. Our priorities have shifted. Good thing you met me then. Hey. You make money, I make money. I guess we're in. In the end, we all choose sides. Terminate them. Yes, sir. They're crosshair gunning for us we keep a low profile very low how pathetic nice to see you too crosshair so episode 12 the bad batch the boys are back in town we are here on ryloth we are gonna make some something happen although we had the, the leader of the planet escape that we still had our rebel ryloth leaders uh left behind uh, all in prison uh, Hera's family is is held captive by the new empire and we have hauser the their former clone commander is starting to feel some type of way about the situation he's he's starting to show he's not uh, not really on board with how the empire is handling all that business um even our old buddy crosshair is uh shown up to the party and we're realizing we're probably gonna have to go toe to toe with our, our old comrade um as the plan begins to form we really realize the the gravity of what Omega can bring to the table when she's actually able to seriously contribute to the mission in this episode. Not to say she hasn't had an impact in, in the past episodes, but she actually had to carry her own weight this time. So I, that, I, that was pretty cool to me. Uh, there, she's getting rewarded with responsibility instead of, uh, overwatch. She's not just hiding. She's not just sit, you know, watching the ship. In fact, Harry gets to fly a ship. That was a funny scene. Uh, Long and short of it, though, it was a great way to tie off this this part of the storyline. I'm really excited that this was an episode that kind of bridged more of the universe together, fully locking in Bad Batch, flowing into the new Rebel era. Uh, maybe this is going to be the bridge into the new, next Rebel series or season, um, or if there's going to be an entirely new series of a show that takes place in this corner of the timeline. We'll have to see, but it's, they're doing a great job of filling all this stuff out. I'm really going to miss these guys after whatever it is they're going to do to them that we never get to hear from them again. Maybe we do. That would be nice. Bring, bring them back somewhere really old and Mandalorian or something. I would love that. <laughs> but that's just wishful for making. Well, folks, you know, we got to mention every week because we need your short films over at Movie Toast, the festival. That's right. FilmFreeway.com is where you can find it. Movie Toast, the festival. We are still taking submissions. And although we've got a healthy stack of them so far, there's still plenty of room for you. If you or a friend you know has got a short film just itching to get some eyeballs on it, this is the place to have it. Please come check it out. There is still time to submit. It is going to go down this December. Keep an eye out for the date on when we will do the festival but it will be December of this year go check it out if you just want to share anything else movie related you want to keep up to date on new episodes you want to share your opinion of uh, what we talked about in the episode tell me how how bad my review was on the game David Fincher I challenge you um (laughs) come meet us over on Twitter Facebook Instagram YouTube Reddit shit we got a discord server um Movie Toast news and reviews for Facebook and YouTube, movie underscore toast, on all the rest. Find us over there, and please, folks, I like I said, it's going to be short and sweet this week, so I, I hope it wasn't too short for you. We still got some toast in there. But until next week, stay toasty.